It's episode five of Property School. Hello, hello. I thought this was the perfect time to cover what exactly I do. So I'm Lexi Carducci. I'm a property finder, developer, and investment landlord. But what does that actually mean? So first of all, welcome to Property School, um, where my aim is basically to make property fun. That's what we want, isn't it? Um, and teach you everything that I know about this industry, everything that I wish that I knew before I started working in it, um, and what I'm still learning on my journey, because even though I refer to myself as a property expert that is just me telling you what my niche is and what I enjoy doing um, I don't think anyone could be an expert at anything really <laughs> um, because I mean there's people that know like more things about certain things if that makes sense um, but yeah you're constantly learning particularly in the property industry things are changing all the time there's always more to learn there's always someone else to learn from so hopefully I'm kind of that person for you in that chain of learning from someone else yeah <laughs> so um, in property school I cover the basics like what is a mortgage, um, the rental process, the buying process, and some property investing too, because that's kind of the other half of um, of what I do as uh, someone in the property industry. So um, don't forget that in property school, I ask your question at the end of each episode. It's like a little quiz to see if you've been listening and paying attention. Uh, so before I give you, I'm going to give you this week's question at the end of this episode. Um, but to kind of start off the show today, I thought I'd give you the answer to last week's question. So last week's episode, episode four, was all about property jargon. So um, all of those like words that you you may hear estate agents talking about or just coming across in um, tenancy agreements or in uh, leases of properties. Yeah, so hopefully I covered some <laughs> lots of words that before that episode you were thinking, what is that? Uh, what does that actually mean? Um, so yeah, go check out Property Jargon episode four. Uh, but the question from episode four was, what is equity? Yes, the word equity. I chose this because equity is always a word that I've struggled with and thought, like, to me, it just, I don't know, it still doesn't quite sink in, if that makes sense. But anyway, equity is the value in a property that doesn't have a mortgage against it or a loan against it. So the value that you actually own. Um, so to put that into basics, that's your deposit, the mortgage amount that you've already paid off, and the amount that the property has increased in value. Fingers crossed, that's the aim. <laughs> so this week's question, like I said, I'm going to give you at the end of this episode, so make sure you're paying attention. Um, so on my socials, I just wanted to run through this really quickly before I kind of like delve into what I do. Um, I started to focus like my social media, so my Instagram, my YouTube and everything, um, on a particular niche, which obviously is property, <laughs> about 18 months ago in lockdown, like we all did, we all found a little project in lockdown, didn't we? Um, so yeah, across my socials, you will now find this, like the following content basically. So property of the week, which is every Friday at five. Um, that's where I like to showcase like a unique or quirky or just different property that is something with the wow factor uh, that's on the market in the UK. So that comes to you at the end of the week, just for the weekend, every Friday at five. Um, I have a lot of before and after pictures, current refurbishments and projects I'm working on, current um, development projects that uh, we've got in the pipeline. So you can get kind of an insight to that and see how uh, something goes from well, develops over time, you know, doing a full refurbishment on it. Um, I've got insights into the London property market, which is where I work. Um, you've got London locations, Lexi's London locations, which is where I go through various different locations in London um, and kind of, yeah, give, give you a little bit of an insight onto each area. 
property tips and advice, of course, property news and current trends, interiors, home design, and of course, this is where you'll find Property School, uh, which you, which is on like a video form on IGTV and YouTube, or you can listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. So how did I first of all get into property? Um, I've done a lot of podcasts where I've talked about this, so thank you and a massive shout out to everyone that's had me on their podcast, um, Radhika Shah, uh, that was probably the latest podcast I did, I've got a really exciting one lined up for February, um, Game of Loans with Sam Norris, that was a brilliant episode, in fact all of his episodes are amazing, so go check that out, and Women in Property as well, so yeah, thank you to everyone that's had me on those podcasts, but yeah, how did I get into property? Um, I guess I have my boyfriend to blame for that, <laughs> I've got to be careful what I say because he's sat in the other room, <laughs> listening to us um but i yeah i was studying music so absolutely nothing to do with property no one that i really know is into property no one's really in that industry um and i rented a property when i was studying music um from this lovely guy <laughs> who's now my boyfriend <laughs> 10 years later we're still together i uh, see so yeah, i basically started dating my estate agent as you do um but he taught me everything that i know i started working for him a little bit when i needed some dollar um when i came out of music school and didn't have a career <laughs> um, and that's kind of how i got into property but yeah i worked as an agent for a bit um, and then I realized that I kind of like to give you a very quick rundown and we'll go through this in other episodes as well. But the estate agents or lettings agents work for the vendor or the landlord. If you don't know what those word me words mean, um, you've got last week's episode, Property Jargon, where I talk about what's a vendor, what's a landlord. Um, but yeah, they work for the vendor or the landlord. So the people that are selling the properties or the people that are renting out the properties. And I wanted to work for the people, the people that are actually looking. So like Kirsten Phil on location, 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 for example, who work for the people. Um, so I moved into relocation and property finding. I worked for a big company. Um, well, it's a smaller company. It's now a massive company. Like they have so many amazing clients. Um, and I worked for them kind of building up that company. And then when, uh, yeah, I just kind of felt like I didn't have a work-life balance. So, and that's like one of my biggest things in anything, work-life balance, um, work hard, play hard, right? <laughs> We're here to have a good time. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I went freelance. So that's what I still do now. I work freelance as a property finder um, and then moved into developing and an investment landlord where I've got a small portfolio in West London. So yeah, so talking about property finding then, as that is my job title, I'm a property finder when I'm not doing renovations and things that's like my bread and butter income is what I would you know it's like my job yeah <laughs> so that's not an estate agent like I just mentioned um, I work for private individuals and big corporate companies um, I kind of do that maybe two or three days a week um, and it's a service that is provided to people that are like time poor or knowledge poor so that's why I work with a lot of corporate companies that are bringing in um, people from abroad who haven't lived in London they may have never even been to London um, and they don't know anything about it they don't know anything about the rental process so they bring in someone like myself to basically help them out with it and it's so much fun we get everything done in a day um, it's it's I won't say it's like easy peasy, but it's easy if you are the person moving to have someone like me kind of take control of everything to do with your property search. So to kind of break down what I do and like uh, put that into a process, I first of all have a conversation with, um, you know, the person that I'm going to be helping relocate or move into London um, or find a property in London. Most of the people that I work with haven't lived in you know they're not currently living in London so this is a new thing for them uh, which is really exciting and I think anything to do with property is exciting 
and that's why I'm here to make it fun, you know? <laughs> it's supposed to be a good thing. It's not supposed to be stressful. And so in my job as a property finder, I remove that stress, hopefully. <laughs> so I sit down, um, have a conversation with them, find out about their requirements, where they want to live, how much they've got to spend, what kind of property they want, um, what are their restrictions or what are the compromises that they could potentially make in a situation. So um, do they want to be in a set location? Why do they want to be in that location? How many bedrooms do they need? Do they need to be near schools? Have they got a set time they need to get to work? Like all of these things be discussed like the perfect property. Um, and then a big part of my job is to manage people's expectations. Because of course, so many of these people are coming from different countries um, or they're moving from outside of London. And we all know that London is like an absolute property bubble on its own, isn't it? It's, um, it's a bit of a mad market in London. So I'm just here to manage expectations and say, you know, realistically with that budget in this location, this is what you're going to get. If you want um, to compromise here or here, these are the solutions to it. Do you go a little bit further out to get more space? Uh, do you up the budget slightly to get everything that you want? Do you sacrifice the specification of the property? So how modern it is? Basically finding out what's most important to them um, and where they can potentially compromise. So yeah. And then when I do my research, I although I say I'm not an estate agent, I have to work with estate agents to get access to the properties. Um, so in the UK, very quickly uh, we don't have something called like an MLS which is a multi-listing system like they do in the states so in the states if you're an agent you can kind of tap into all the properties that are on the market and that's what I do in the UK as a property finder um, I tap into everything that's on the market through various different estate agents uh, that I call directly so I don't do my research relying on the big property portals like Zoopla, like Rightmove, like Boomin. And I always say to my clients, they're great for getting an idea of, um, you know, an expectation to set, you know, what is on potentially on the market? What can I get for my money? What the styles of buildings like, that kind of thing. Um, but so much stock, A, doesn't make it to those property portals, which is known as off market. So it's kept kind of secret um, or it just literally hasn't made it to the market yet because um, they know that the, the agents know that they've got someone on their books that will take it without it having to go to one of those um, big property portals so uh, yeah that's that's off market or maybe a landlord or a vendor doesn't want to put their property on the market um, for various different reasons so I can tap into that as well and um, and access that from the different agents. I always keep an eye on Rightmove and Zoopla and, and Boomin and all the um, on the market, all the other property portals, just in case there's something from an agent that isn't in that location that is advertising something. Um, because my job, normally I will just go direct to all the agents in the location that my client wants to be um, and find out what they've got in their books basically and what, what I can show my client. Um, so then I take them out basically on a day. We go and see maybe like eight properties in a day. It's a full on day, but it's good fun. I always say to my clients at the end of the day, like, has this been enjoyable and productive? That is what I'm aiming for. <laughs> and, and ideally, we'll put out an offer that day, uh, particularly like I'd say 95% of my searches are rentals. So it's all rental properties in London and you need to move quickly. So I do try and get an offer out on that day um, so that we can kind of be ahead of the game or certainly at least update maybe the top three. Um, if they've got, if my client's got kind of a favorite three, um, then I can go back to those agents and say, yeah, we're interested. I'll come back to you tomorrow. 
Um, so the aim is to not lose any of their favourite properties. Um, but then, of course, we only offer on, on the one that they really like. So, yeah, putting a, I'll put the offer forward. I'll do all the negotiations and everything like that. Um, but that's not the only service that I offer. Um, I can do like orientations, which is where someone literally has no idea where they want to live in London and they want to get an idea of different, you know, various locations. So if someone's not set on schooling, um, you know, they don't have to be in a certain radius of a school, but they want to be in a nice green family area. You know, maybe we'll go and look at Hampstead, we'll go and look at Wimbledon, we'll go and look at Richmond. So they can get an idea of those three areas, um, or also known as the superbs <laughs> of London, um, which are where a lot of families want to go to. So yeah, we can do a little bit of a, of, of a tour of those different areas, see the local amenities, the, um, the stations and things like that. Um, I also offer check-ins, so that's where I can go and um, yeah, check it, check a client into a property, make sure it's as we offered on it, um, and that everything's been done, and it's yeah, suitable, ready to move in. Absolutely. So that's kind of what I do on the property finding side of things. Hope that all makes sense. <laughs> um, remember to leave a comment if you've got any questions throughout this. Just whack a comment below, um, and I will come back to you. And then on the other side of things, I am a developer and, inve and an investment landlord. So. Um, yeah, I bought my first property when I think I was 24, so 30 now, six years ago, quick maths, <laughs> um, which was actually a buy-to-let. Yeah, so uh, that's always one thing that I say to people is that if you want to get into the property industry, if you want to buy something, you don't have to buy it to live in as your first property. If you, like at the time, for example, I was living in Holland Park, which I absolutely loved, um, and I couldn't afford to buy there. I probably still can't afford to buy in Holland Park. Um, but I was happy living there. I didn't really want to move and I, I was happy in the property that I was in. So I bought somewhere where I could afford at the time, which was Acton in West London. I bought a tiny little one bed and just rented it out. There you go. It helps you get on the market. You're also making a very small amount of money um, from that buy to let. Yeah. Um, and then other properties that I've done have been flips, which is where, so to go, I'll go through these um, when I'm talking in another video more about investment strategies, but buy to lets, flips are kind of where I work. <laughs> so buy to lets where you buy a property, you refurbish it, you refinance it, you rent it out. Um, a, or you can literally just buy it as it is and let it straight away, done. Um, or a flip is where you buy it, you renovate it, maybe you add some kind of space to it or you reconfigure it um, and then you sell it on. So you're trying to, both ways, you're always trying to add a bit of value to a property. Um, so all my properties have really come from that one deposit that I uh, put down, managed to pull it out because you can do something called refinancing. I'll go into this in more detail in another video. Um, yeah, to, to kind of make that deposit work for you. And that's always one of my biggest things, make that deposit work so you can pull it back out, you can put it into another property um, and then you don't need to do the whole saving up again. Obviously any other money that you've saved can be added to it and that's how you kind of work your way up the property ladder in basics there's a lot more to it uh, but yeah in the basics of things um so my kind of uh, what i look for um i focus on west london i always think invest where you know and that's where i live that's what i know um i feel like yeah i know what things are worth i know if it's a deal um so i love to find one beds that i can easily convert to two beds so 50 square meters and above ideally 60 70 square meters one bedrooms easily reconfigure them into a two bed done to me, that's what I know inside out. So that's what most of my properties are. Um, just to very quickly go through other properties that I own out of interest. And you can find all of these on my Instagram as well, like where I've done a little video of before and afters. Um, 
So mainly one beds to two beds. I've done a one and a half bed um, to a two bed and added a door that gave you direct access to a garden, which is a big pool, particularly now. Um, I lived in that for a while before I bought something else on the street. Um, we have a studio that we turned into a three bedroom and you're thinking, how does that work? I mean, that's some good reconfiguring, right? <laughs> but we actually bought the loft space of that property from the freeholder um, and then went into the loft space, made two other bedrooms and turned that into a three bed, um, which was a great fun project. So again, you can check that out on um, my Instagram, my YouTube. Um, house turned it into four flats. Um, that's called like title splitting, where it was one property property you split it up into however many you can get out of it um, and then at the minute I'm living in a bungalow which currently has planning permission to turn into five flats which is approved it's all good to go um, however um, there's another plan that we're working on which fingers crossed if we get it I will tell you more about and I'll do a whole um, yeah like video process of that start to finish which is really exciting so that's my next big project um, yeah so um, that's like the developing side of things. And then I also invest into other projects. My partner owns a development company, so I invest into a lot of their projects. So that's um, things that, you know, I wouldn't be able to afford to buy on my own. Um, so there's like blocks of flats that's up north, like near the lakes. And then a lot in London are houses that are being turned into flats. Um, so I basically put some uh, like extra money that I've got into those projects for a return on that money that I've invested. Um, I've done a video on this as well, so I'll pop a link to that below. Um, and I'll also be doing another video on it where we talk more about investing. So that's my investing side of what I do, yeah. Um, and then just things that I love in a property, um, and you'll probably see in some of my developments, exposed brick, like one of my favorite things. In fact, I should have done this video in front of like one of my exposed brick walls because I just love it. <laughs> Such a trend. Um, I like like restaurant vibes, like particularly in, um, like kitchen areas where you're going to be dining. This, all this inspo is coming from a project that I'm working on that I'm thinking about putting all of these things into. Um, so that's why I thought I'd share with you like some things that I love in properties. Um, so yeah, restaurant vibes, like making it feel like you're not eating in a house, like it, making it feel like you're out and about. Neon signs, absolutely love them. Should have had my neon sign here as well, um, but I think that was in last week's video. Feature walls, got to love a feature wall. A bar, like I feel like every house needs a bar nowadays. <laughs> um, that's thanks to the last two years, isn't it? See how things have changed. Um, and then I love like industrial inspiration. So things like black fittings, like black taps in the bathrooms, things like that. Um, crittle, crittle windows or crittle doors in a property. Polished concrete, love that on the floor. Um, very like warehouse vibes, that kind of thing. Exposed beams, um, but I love period properties as well, like period properties that are modernized inside just for me tick every box. Um, and then I love a conversion, like you'll see in my property of the week, something cool, something quirky, like a barn conversion, church conversion, warehouse conversion, something that's a little bit different. Like I like things that, yeah, that stand out a bit quirky. <laughs> um, so yeah, as you can see from this video, I've definitely got a huge passion for property. Um, and I just wanna share that with you, share what I know, um, I was actually watching last week's episode, which was all on property jargon. And I sat there and I thought, I, w like, I wish I had something like that 10 years ago. Um, so I really help, hope that you find these videos helpful. Um, and of course, I'm still learning on my journey. And that's the whole point. You know, follow along, see, and I can pass on that information to you. Um, so this week's question, there's the bell. <laughs> I always like to bring you a question at the end of each episode. So other than developing and investing, what is my job title that I do in London?
yeah, have a think about that. And if you need to rewatch the video, go and have another look and I'll give you the answer in next week's episode. Um, so yeah, already in these episodes, we're on episode five of Property School. We've already covered property jargon, which was last week, how to beat the London rental market right now because it's super tough. What is a mortgage? Going back to the basics, how not to get scammed by a landlord. They're all the things that I've covered so far and there's still so much to go through. I'm going to bring you the basics of the buying process and the renting process, which is coming soon. Um, and you can check out all of these uh, in, on video in the IGTV and on YouTube um, and then wherever you get your podcasts is where you can listen. So there you go. Well, class dismissed for this week and I'll see you next week.